Hello to all our listeners. Today we'll be teaching chapter 20 of Al-Khati Surabiyah. This is Joey Fa'ur here teaching. So in this chapter we deal with um, the attribution of people to Kehuna. A Kohen is somebody from the Shevet Davi, from the children, from the posterity of Aharon HaKohen. And they, as um, most of you probably know, they have certain um, uh, responsibilities regarding certain things, certain jobs in Beit HaMikdash, as well as certain... Um, uh, what we call matenot kuna, they get they have certain benefits by virtue of them being kohanim. So there are two types of attributions for kehuna. There's attribution to allow a kohen to act, to do the regular things that a kohen could do in our days without the temple built, and these attributions are less strict. And there's attributions. There's attributing a kohen to kehuna, which is a little more strict, which is in order to allow him to work in. The temple. So let's start. Halakha Alif. Kola Kohanim Sheba Zemana Zeba Hazakahim Kohanim, Vena Mohedim Elabe Koche Hagebul, Bushiti Etrumasha Dibrahim. So all of the Kohanim of today that, that, um, that are considered Kohanim today that do the jobs of the Kohanim are in a, have a Hazaka that they're Kohanim. Hazaka means that we trust them, it's a sort of speak of trust that they are Kohanim. Okay, and I'm using the word Hazaka for now just for practical reasons. And these Kohanim do not eat, they only eat what we call Koche Gebul. Um, certain um, uh, beneficiary presents that Kohanim receive of less high stature. Um, there's higher stature and there's lower stature. This is the lowest type of stature. Um, and it has to be... Um, Beneficial presence to Kohanim of not scriptural law but of oral law, which are of less stature, and therefore the Kohanim could eat them because it's not a scriptural law matanot keuna that by scriptural law only a Kohen is allowed to eat. Um, therefore, we allow him to eat it. About however, of Torah, which is a higher level. Matenot kuna. Matenot kuna. I'm just going to use that word for the sake of practicality from here on out. Matenot kuna is the presence that Kohanim receive because of their stature. So Tirumash la Torah, which is the type of matenot kuna, vehalash la Torah is another type of matenot kuna. Eno chelotai la Kohen miyuhas. Only Kohen miyuhas may eat them. Now Kohen miyuhas is the second type of Kohen. There's a Kohen that's that has a hazaka, which is to do every, anything that a Kohen today could do. And there's a Kohen that's miyuhas that has a little bit of a higher level of, um, of accuracy in his attribution to Kehuna. Halakha bet. Ezehu Kohen miyuhas. What is a Kohen miyuhas? Zeh she'aidu lo she'ne'aidim she'u Kohen ben peloni koha Kohen ufloni ben peloni adish peloni she'eno sadikh bedika ve'u a Kohen she'shimesh al gabbe hamzbeah. It is a, a Kohen miyuhas is any Kohen that we have testimony about him that he is the son of the son of the son of the son up till a Kohen that he's the gen, um, uh, that, that he is his ancestors were Kohanim on the Mizbeach, in other words, Kohanim in Bet Hamikdash, that don't need to be checked for the Yehus. That is what we call a Kohen Miyuhas, a Kohen that is attributed to Kehuna in a much more accurate and stable manner. Because somebody that worked on, and, and, and why is it so important for us to know that his, that his ancestors worked on the Mizbeach? Because once we know that his ancestors worked on the Mizbeach, we know that he was um, a legitimate Kohen. That was properly attributed family-wise to Aharon Kohen, Because if he wasn't um, properly attributed to Aharon Kohen, then the Bedin, the court, would not allow him to work in Bet HaMikdash in the time where he worked in Bet HaMikdash. Therefore, a person who is the posterity of this type of Kohen is um, what we consider Kohen Miyuhas. And therefore, we don't check from the Mizbeach and upwards. In other words, we, once we know that somebody's ancestors worked in the Mizbeach, we don't need to check further. 
And we don't need to check um, from the Sanhedrin onwards. If there was a Kohen that was um, considered a Kohen Miuhas in the time of the Sanhedrin, we don't need to check his Yehus furthermore. Because in the Sanhedrin, a Kohen that was in the Sanhedrin, that was known as a Kohen when he was in the Sanhedrin, has to be a Kohen Miuhas, had to have been a Kohen Miuhas in the time of the Sanhedrin. And therefore, if we know that somebody's ancestors were in the Sanhedrin and were Kohanim, we know that they are Kohanim Miuhasim. So Halla is a certain portion that is taken out of a loaf of bread before baking. And this portion is generally from scriptural law. However, today... Even in Israel, and now, now Hala, there's two, there's a few places, geographical locations regarding Hala. Um, those, there's, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna um, uh, give for the sake of ease of understanding, because we're not in Ilkhot Hala, and when we get to Ilkhot Hala, we'll get a little more into the details. Two geographical locations, in Israel and out of Israel. So, in Israel, Hala is generally supposed to be considered from scriptural law. And out of Israel is from oral law. However, Today, and I'll explain what today means, what, what today entails, Hala, even in Israel, is not considered to be from scriptural law, but rather, in, in, okay, now Hala, I forgot to explain, is a certain portion that goes to the Quran. It's part of Matanot Kehuna. And therefore, it's, that's why it's connected to our chapter, of course. Um, so Hala today, even in Israel, is not considered scripturally Hala, as it says in the Torah, as you come to Israel, the coming to you of Israel, of most of all of you, and not the coming to Israel of part of you. And when they came up in the days of Ezra Sofer to Israel, they did not all come to Israel, and therefore, um, Hala was not the Oraita in those times either. However, in a time nowadays, for when when all of Am Israel comes to Eres um, Israel, and, and, and we really. Um, there's a little more needs to be investigated in the sugiah. I'm just reading the halachot and explaining them because um, it's, it's not so so pashut. By all of Israel, do we mean most of Am Israel, more than 50%? Or do we mean literally um, uh, um, uh, nine, like 100% of Am Israel? It has to be checked. Um, so generally here from the Peshat of this halacha, we see that everybody has to be there. Um, what does everybody mean? It could be that it means just that more than 50% in order to make misvat hala be from scriptural law. Also, Teruma today is considered from oral law, not from scriptural law, and therefore, Teruma and Halla today, Kohanim, that are just Kohanim with Hazaka, the less higher stature attribution of Kohen, is allowed to eat Teruma. Somebody that there were witnesses that testified that they saw him eating Teruma of scriptural law, he's considered a Kohen Miyuhas. And we do not consider somebody to be a Kohen Miyuhas if we, even if we saw him doing going up for Birkat Kohanim, and even if we saw him going up for Aliyat Rishon in Kiryat Torah, and even if we saw him receiving from portions of Terumah, which are Matinot Kohanim, in the Bet Gornot. Bet Gornot is the, um, uh, the place where the Weed is kept after being um, uh, harvested. And not according to one witness. We need two witnesses for that. And it has to be a testimony that um, is attributes him to be Kohen Yuhas. Kohen Yuhas Shamar Bini Huzev Kohen Hu in Malino Tolly Hosinapi Vachia Bi Adim Shihu Beno. A Kohen Yuhas that said, This is my son. 
and he is a Kohen, we don't consider him, the son, to be a Kohen Miyuhas until the Kohen Miyuhas brings two witnesses that this is in fact his son. So Kohen Miyuhas that left the country with his wife and he came back later on with children and that same wife and children after the, that woman and he said that these are um, these are his children from that woman. We don't need to ch- bring witnesses to testify that these are that this is in fact his wife, and these are his children from this wife. Now, if the woman died, and now he comes back with only children, he says, "Oh, the woman died, and these are her children. These are my children from her." We don't. Need, we need to bring witnesses that these are in fact her children. Just for the sake of Yehos, but we don't need to bring witnesses that this woman was um, Isha Keshira um, for the sake of Mamzerut or Halalut for certain um, uh, statuses that even if his father was a Kohen, we would consider the son not to be a Kohen. Because we already know that he left the country with an Isha Keshira. We don't need to, to um, check that this Isha was in fact Keshira with the witnesses. It's, we just, all we need is a testimony on the children that they are that woman's children. Now, on the other hand, if somebody left the country and came back with a woman and children, and now he says, this woman I married, and here are my children from her. He needs to only bring uh, witnesses to testify that she's an Isha Keshira, that she's not problematic in the sense of Halalut and Mamzerut, as I explained in the previous Halakha. And he does not need to bring witnesses that these are her children because they are after her. They are Keruchina Hareha. However, if he came with two women from outside the country, and he brings a proof on one of the women that she is Isha Keshira. Even though the young children are after her, he still needs to bring proof that these young children are in fact that woman, that wife's, that he has testimony that she's Keshira, because it could be that they're the children of the other wife that we don't have testimony that she's Keshira, and then we have to bring testimony that she is also Keshira um, uh, for that. Somebody who came with his children from out of the country and says, I married a woman out of the country and these are her children and she died. He has to bring witnesses that this woman was in fact Keshira and that and another te- and that testify that these are her children. Um, also the same law applies for Yehus regarding Levi'im and Israelim, people from Shevet Levi and people from the rest of the Shevatim of Israel in order to allow them to sin the Sanhedrin because as I explained earlier in this chapter in order to sin the Sanhedrin they would need to be Meyuhasim We to consider somebody we don't um it is not enough test um seeing what is written on a um uh, documents of certain legal documents is not enough to testify that somebody is a kohen so kesad how and what are we talking about harishaya bishtar peloni kohen lavami peloni o hilva hu kakh likakh ve'ayde milamata em hazikin kohen ze shumi yuhas for example that it says in a certain um uh, document a legal document of sorts that somebody was a kohen and gave x money to somebody um, um you know gave him money or, or or lent money from him or lent money to him um this is not sufficient to consider that he's a kohen yuhas 
Because it could be that the testimony wasn't on the fact that he's a Kohen Meyuhas, the testimony of the legal document, but rather the testimony of the legal document of the two witnesses that were signed on the legal document was a testimony on the fact that he simply lent money. It wasn't a testimony on the validity of his Yehus to Kehuna. But in what situation are we talking about? To be a Kohen Meyuhas, as I explained earlier in the chapter, there's high level, high level attribution to Kehuna and lower level attribution to Kehuna. High level attribution to Kehuna, as I explained earlier in the chapter, was for working in Bet HaMikdash and receiving sacrament matenot um, uh, that are of high level. Um, however, Abal um, Hazaka, however, for Hazaka, which is the lower level attribution to Kehuna, it's enough for him to be considered a Kohen for um, like our days that we see him acting as a Kohen and doing the, the uh, things of the Kohen. We'll see a little bit later more details on that in this chapter. Um, and that he, um, uh, and, and right, so what, what, so, Right, so um, to allow him to eat halav divrei sofrim halav that's from oral law, not scriptural law, and to eat the rest of the um, oral law matanot kuna ma'alim and shetarot varpi edha that we can we can use legal documents to testify that he's a kohen that he's a kohen muhzak kohen muhzak na kohen miyuhas or alpi edha or using one witness which when normally you would need two witnesses for that umnisiat kapaim and from simply seeing that he goes and does nisiat kapaim that he goes up and does bitkat kohanim umikayab torari shon and that he, that that he was going up. First for the Torah, for Aliyat Rishon, which is the Aliyah that Kohanim get. Halachayot, v'chen kohen she'amal benizik kohen ne'ma la'achilo betruma v'liyoto b'chazkat kohen v'nusarich la'abirai alo al'abani v'lo al'isha. Also somebody who says his son is a kohen, a kohen that's not kohen miyuhas, but rather kohen muhuzak, is um, we trust him, we trust his word, and he said the son of mine is a kohen, and he's allowed to give him teruma of oral law, not scriptural law. And um, he isn't Haskat Kohen, he does not need to bring proof on the children or on the, their mother. Halacha yod alef. Two people that came from out of the from out of the city and came into to a new city and said, and each one says about his friend that he is a kohen. He says one guy says he's a kohen, the other guy says about his friend that he's a kohen. Um, even though it looks like they're trying to help one one another, Linda, where they're, they're trying to like um sort of so to speak some sort of <laughs> dual um, help to get the. Hazakav kehuna, we still trust them, and they are considered hazakat kehuna because, as we said, it's enough for one witness to testify on that. And also, um, one witness that says they saw somebody going up for bidkat kohanim or eating teruma, of course, oral law teruma, not scriptural law teruma, or that he got received the matanot kehuna from the garden, from the um, uh, the place where the the, the, the stalks of wheat are, are stored, or that he went up for Aliyat Rishon, which is something only Kohanim do, and then after him went up a Levi, because after, you know, sometimes we have a case in which there's no no Levi, no Kohen, and no Levi, so we have three Israelites go up for the Torah. So that's not sufficient to consider him a Hazakah of a Kehunah that we saw him going up first. We need to see him going up first and have a Levi go after him. That's enough. We consider this one witness testimony on Oh, a testimony of one witness enough to consider somebody to be bechaskat kohen. Also, if there was a testimony that we saw him going second after a kohen, second on the Torah, um, this is enough to test of testimony to consider him a levi. However, if there was a testimony about somebody that he um, uh, split with his brothers in the court, Teruma that his father left after him um, uh, in a um, in um, uh, 
sorry, that his deceased father left after him. Um, so, so that is not sufficient. And there was a witness that said, oh, I saw this person splitting the tirumah with his brothers um, and receiving it. We don't, this is not enough of a testimony to consider him a because it could be that he's a halal. A halal is somebody that his mother was either a, um, uh, from out, he, he was born out of marriage or from a woman, a married woman. Um, and therefore he's, although his father is a Kohen, he's a halal. He's not, he does not, is not considered Kohen. So it could be that he was a halal and he receives part of his Yerusha, part of his, um, uh, part of his inheritance. And obviously didn't eat it because he's a halal and gave it to somebody else and, and sold it for the money. So that's not enough, that's not sufficient testimony to consider him a Kohen Muhzak or Miyuhas, of course. Somebody who came nowadays and says I'm a Kohen and testifies about himself that he's a Kohen, he's not, we don't trust this testimony and we don't bring him up to first um, Ali Av Kohen according to his own testimony and he does not go up for Birkat Kohanim according to his own testimony, he does not eat um, the Kotche HaGibul, the oral law Matenot um, Keuna uh, until he has one witness that testifies that he is a Kohen Abal, however Oser Asmo Bigrusha Vezona Vahalala Veeno Metamela Metim, however he um, uh, does he is not, of course, not permitted to have to be with a Gerusha because Kohanim are not allowed to be married with Gerushot we don't let him marry a Gerusha, which is a d- divorcee or we don't let him, of course, have relations with a Zona, which is a woman that is not married, or a Halala, which is a woman that is not allowed to marry a Kohen because her father, because she, although she's the daughter of a Kohen, but her she was born through extramarital relations. And of course, and we don't let him um, uh, become impure to the dead. And if he did marry or become impure to the dead, he receives Malkut, which is a lashing. And a woman that has relations with him, Safek um, Halala, we, we consider the... Um, uh, she becomes Pesula, the Kehuna, she becomes a woman that is not allowed to marry a Kohen because she, um, right, if he, um, uh, if he became Tamil Amit or um, uh, um, uh, was married to a um, uh, Zona or Gerusha. Now, we have an interesting case of a Kohen that we do accept this testimony about himself for Hazakaf or Kehuna, how? That he was talking... He was talking, he wasn't directly re- regarding his kehuna, but he was speaking about something. And from his speech, we derived that he was a kohen. In other words, he was speaking about the fact that he was a kohen. But he wasn't, a f- he wasn't so to speak, on purpose trying to say that he was a kohen, but rather he was just speaking and talking. And from his speech, we, uh, he was saying about himself that he was a kohen, not for the sake of becoming, of, of receiving kehuna, not for the sake of being considered a kohen, but just like that, he was talking about his kehuna. And we will see the, the cases now. Right now, we have a case of somebody that was talking just randomly, regular, you know, speech about himself, and said, "Zachurani, I remember." There's a story of somebody in the Gemara and the Talmud that. He said about himself, "Oh, I remember that when I was a ch- when I was a child, I used to be on my fa- I was on my father's shoulders." And he took me from school, from from the the learning house, from school, and he took off and he undressed me and he did tevilah on me. He put me in, he gave me a ritual bath, and then he gave me to eat and in order to eat tiruma at night. And tiruma is something only kohanim could eat. Now this person wasn't directly addressing the fact that he's going. He wasn't saying, "I am a kohen. Please give me whatever um, benefits a kohen could receive." But rather, he was just speaking. And and, and from his speak, it was it's perfectly derived and understandable that he was a kohen. 
And he and the story continued that he says, my friends wouldn't be next to me. They wouldn't touch me because maybe they were impure, so they wouldn't be allowed to touch me. And they would call me Yohanan Ochel Halot. Yohanan, the, per, the eater of Halot. Halot is something only Kohanim could eat. And as a result of this, and Rabbeinu HaKadosh, the um, closer of the Mishnah, or the, the editor of the Mishnah, allowed him to eat Teruman, consider him to be a Kohen, according to the story. Although he does not have a testimony, does not even have one witness to testify about him, but that is sufficient to consider him a Kohen, Muhzak, because he wasn't directly addressing the issue of whether he's a Kohen or not, but rather this came vis-a-vis his story, and not by direct addression, uh, by direct address. Also, an adult is trustworthy to say that he remembers somebody when he was a child, when he was a child, that he remembers seeing somebody do tabila for keuna, and based on his testimony from childhood, we could allow that person that he saw in the testimony be a kohen, be considered muhzak be keuna. Somebody who comes to us and says that he's a Kohen, and then, and then a one witness testifies that in fact his father was a Kohen, but does not witness testify that he was a Kohen. We don't trust this testimony until the testimony is about this person himself that he was a Kohen. Why? Because somebody's father could be a Kohen, but he could be a Halal, and as I explained in the previous chapter, in previous, previously in this chapter, somebody could be a Halal, and while well, his father is a Kohen. And he's not allowed to eat, of course. However, if we know that his father was a Kohen, and we have two witnesses that said that his father is a Kohen, then he is in the Hazakah of Aviv, because the testimony wasn't direct, directed at him, it was directed at his father, and it was a two-witness testimony, and that was enough to consider, to consider him to be a Kohen vis-a-vis his father. Somebody who we know that his father is a Kohen. However, there's a rumor that says that he's the son of a divorcee or a halusa, which is like a divorcee. There's a woman that is like a divorcee. So we we have um, we hoshishin lo we. We worry that, in fact, that maybe really this rumor is true, and we do not allow him to be a kohen. We take him, we take a, we strip him from his hazakav kihuna. Now, after that, if after that came one witness and said that he was a kohen kasher, we allow him to be back a kohen according to that testimony. However, if two people now came after that one person who came and testified that he was a halal, in fact. Then we take him away from his kehuna. Now, now, now this, the story continues. Now, however, if one witness came after the two witnesses came after the one witness after the rumor and said that he was a Kohen Kasher, then we bring him back to kehuna because it's two witnesses versus two witnesses. Because there's two witnesses that testify that he is, in fact, a Kohen Kasher, and there's two witnesses that testify that he's a Kohen Pasul, and the two Two against the two, they um, bring it back, bring it as though it's zero. However, because there is some sort of testimony that says he was a kohen kasher, we also it um, so to speak um, goes against the rumor, and um, that's enough to consider him a valid kohen behazaka, a kohen muhzak. A woman that divorced her husband, or her husband died, and with now normally a woman has to wait three months after being um, uh, separated from her husband in order to remarry because there's a chance that she's pregnant and we don't want her to um, uh, and we don't want her to um, uh, 
we, we wouldn't know who the child belongs to. So after three months, we know if she's pregnant from the previous husband or not, and then she would be able to remarry. So a woman that did not wait that three-month gap and got, got remarried to somebody, which is not allowed, but she, we don't separate her from her new husband, and she give, gave birth. And we don't know of any other wine. And we don't know if the child is a nine-month-old baby of the previous husband or a seven-month-old baby of the new husband. And one of them was, and the, one of the husbands was a Kohen, and one of them was, and one of the husbands was Israel. Then this child is Safek Kohen. He is maybe, possibly a Kohen. We worry that he may be a Kohen. and we'll see what that means. We'll see that what that entails. Also, if the child of a Kohen gets mixed in with the child of Israel, and we don't know who is who, we, they get mixed up. Of course, they didn't have genetic testing in this time, so in the time that these halakhot were um, uh, edited. So so they weren't able to check in situations like this. Um, uh, so now we have a mix of children that were, grew up, and we don't know who is Kohen and who is Israel. And they're both Safek. They're Safek. We're worried that maybe this is a Kohen, maybe this is a Kohen, maybe this is Israel, maybe this is Israel. We um, are Mahmirim. We are... We are a little more stringent. We are stringent in this case. And what is that, what does that entail? We're stringent as though they were Kohanim and as though they were Israel. We are only but only to the stringent side, of course, not for the unstringent side. And therefore, these people must marry women that are only that are women that can marry Kohanim. Of course, because women that can marry Kohanim could also marry Israel, but women that can't marry Kohanim can't marry can marry Israel, but because there's a chance that they're Kohanim, we don't want them to marry women like that. And they cannot become impure to the dead because they're maybe Kohanim. And they must and they are not Teruma because they might be Israel, they might not be Kohanim. And if they married a divorcee, they um un, we have they have to divorce her, but they are not. They do not receive Malkut like a regular Kohen would receive from marrying a divorcee because there's a chance that they're Israel because it's Safek de Oraita. Or a wife of a Kohen that did not wait the three-month gap and remarried another Kohen. And now we don't know which one, of, which one of the children was for which one of the parents. So we give the child also we're stringent as um, both ways for this child. How? What does that entail? Who on in who, so he becomes, so now he has to have Abelut. Um, Abelut is a mourning. He mourns both of them as though they were his fathers. Now, Onen, onen is a scriptural law mourning. So he has to, script, he has to mourn them from scriptural law and Onenut on both of those possible parents. He's not allowed, however, we're stringent to the other side. Normally, a Kohen would be, is allowed to become impure if it's to, to bury his father. However, in the case, it has to become impure to bury his father. However, in this case, he's not allowed to become impure because it may not be his father. However, also, he's, he must work in both of the mishmarot of these Fathers, Mishmara is the certain time in, of work in Beit Hamikdash that each family would get. However, however, he doesn't receive the special presence for each Mishmara. However, if both of the fathers were from one Mishmara, one Bit Av, one family, then he does receive one present, one portion worth of matenot um, uh, from this Mishmar. In what situation are we talking about? All these this that both of these children came out from Nisuin, that this woman gave birth to these children via 
proper marriage. Aval biznut, however, from extramarital relations, gazeru However, if somebody may have been born, there's a possibility that he was born through extramarital relations. For example, that one, she was married to one man, and then within the three-month gap, she had relations with a man that was also a Kohen, and this previous man was a Kohen. She has relations now with a man that's also a Kohen, but not through marriage. Right? So Hachamim made a um, decree that we take away Kehuna from this child completely. Because we don't know who his father is, and it says in the Pasuk, and it shall be for him and his children after him, and we do not know who he is. Um, we don't know who the fa- the child is, and we don't know who the father is at all completely. And there's a chance that he's a halal, and therefore the hachamim were a little more stringent in this case. How? Sorry. In this case, we see a case in which we don't know who the father is. We know that the father is maybe one of ten people, but we don't know exactly who the father is, and therefore, um, um, uh, if, for example, we had ten guys, ten men, and one of them had relations with a woman, and the child came out of the, that woman, we don't know who was who one of the men who had relations with this woman, we know that they were all Kohanim, but we don't know who is the father, and he doesn't have a father to be considered attributed to, we don't have a father to attribute him to, um, he loses his kiuna completely. And he does not work as a Kohan, and he does not eat teruma, and he does not receive... Um, or split However, if we do know for a fact that he isn't somehow a, that he is somehow a kohen, so if he um uh, becomes impure to the dead or marries a divorced woman, he does receive malkut lashing because there there's not a maybe that he's a kohen. We know that he's a kohen. We just don't know who to attribute him to of the father, and that's why he loses his keuna from oral law. And with this, we finish the chapter.